This is CliffCentral.com. I'm Jonathan And Ramon is present uh, Jonathan and You know, lo and behold The EFF is racist again I, I won't say we didn't tell you so But we did We did tell you so <laughs> we, did. we like doing that But I'm just interested in the reaction So for those who don't know Floyd Shibambu uh, said something to a, a, An official within the treasury That he was undermining Africanness Because he was actually Indian mm-hmm. Something to that effect so Floyd's made this racial remark, and now all the usual suspects that bang on about white privilege and whiteness um, all the time, who happen to be Indian or colored in this instance, suddenly are talking about non-racialism again and about the Rainbow Nation and what would Mandela say. Mm. It's weird when you want a race war and then you afraid of the consequences all of a sudden once it affects you. Well, I actually – said it a couple of weeks back i said when you when when there are no whites left and i suppose it doesn't even matter whether they're whites left but when you've neutralized that enemy uh, and you've made that that enemy just completely toxic uh, to even discuss uh, then you can start going after the next group and uh ismail momoniat i think is, yeah. is his name um Did you see the defenses he says oh he was in the struggle and he's got these qualifications which is irrelevant that's that's Absolutely relevant. The guy has every right to yeah. speak in Parliament because he's a fucking official in the Treasury and he was brought there to speak as a human being. Or he's a South African as well. He's as got the, freedom of as, speech. Like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who he bombed or didn't bomb or did what in the struggle. Like I really don't give a shit whatsoever. Well, I mean, the point <laughs> going back is there's lots of whites with struggle credentials, eh? But it doesn't matter when the when the when the EFF is turning around oh. and saying all white people are racist. Uh, then it doesn't matter. Then you can you can say people like Joe Slover were obviously racist. It doesn't matter what this what the struggle credentials, and it really doesn't matter what their struggle credentials are, no. because you could have done something in the struggle and you still might have been a racist. Who knows what your motivations were? The point is really is that it is very delicious. I think is the correct word to see individuals like Feriel Hafiji suddenly having a problem with identity politics when it's attacking her identity. Yeah, no, it is quite delicious. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't expect them to, to learn anything from this. I mean, I'm, I'm really, sometimes I'm really grateful that the EFF is around because it does show like the, well, the, the logical conclusion of identity politics to some degree. And I mean, the, the underbelly of society. Yeah. And, well, not, not society, just those, the, the, the bourgeois Leninists. But, um, it will be interesting to see that. I suspect attacks against Indians and Coloreds will escalate now. Absolutely. I see the Hutful Cape Tonians, who I love, by the way. I think they're great. Uh, were I don't pay much attention. Oh, they're to be, and I've been off social media Follow recently. them on Facebook. They're fantastic. They're, they're, their banner is a guy wearing a T-shirt that says, Any good politician is a dead politician. So I like them already. They were at the Cape Town International Airport to protest the name change. And they said... The Bantus came in 1900s. We've been here for 14,000 years. We have every right to name this airport after one of our heroes. Sure. And I'm like, I think that's a good argument. Uh, well, no, it's identity politics once again, but it's one that suits us. And I think it is one that doesn't suit the opposition at all. So that will increase tensions between those communities as well. Uh, but for once, Jonathan, this sounds extremely selfish, but for once, I'm glad like the whites are not involved, <laughs> involved <laughs> as the aggressor uh, or the oppressor or anything like that in this instance. Well, yeah, but it's it, – <clears throat> I suppose it's a taste of their own medicine, as we've said, and it's, it is the logical conclusion of where all of this goes. Yeah, and, and – And make no mistake. Yeah. If, uh, if, if the EFF finishes with the whites, which for the moment they seem to be finished with them, uh, and then they move on to the Indians uh, and the coloreds assumptively, uh, when they finish with the Indians and coloreds and those groups have been uh, utterly vilified and can't say anything without having a Kathy Newman moment, um, 
then they will move on to other tribes within the black community. Oh, pity is they're not really African. <laughs> they're from Chad. <laughs> well, it's true though. That's yeah. that's uh, ultimate. It's tribalism down to its ultimate core. And speaking of the EFF, do you see Julius Malema had a speech two weeks ago, and he had a long historical analysis of. Bantu migration into Southern Africa where they met the Khoisan and they got along. Oh, really? So well as friends. I'm like, I'm sure that's the same history that Steve Hoffmeyer talks about. <laughs> when the Bantus came from the north and the whites came from the south and met in the middle. Yeah. Uh, it sounds very similar, but it's weird. So how come Julius is uh, entitled to land because he's black, but he's still an immigrant? Ramon, you are asking uh, questions that you know he doesn't want to answer or can't answer. So what the fuck does he say that in public? <laughs> because consistency is not something we've gotten used to expecting from Julius Malema. But what I am hoping, hope, hoping all of this does is that it starts getting some consistency from the media. Because for too long, the media has fawned over the EFF. They basically can do no wrong. And when they do something wrong, it's always portrayed in a light of, yeah, that's probably wrong or they shouldn't probably have said that. But if you understand it from their perspective right. or they're young and learning. Yeah, the 37-year-old Porsche driving assault, uh, journalist assaulting Floyd Shibambu dressed in Gucci is young and inexperienced. Yeah, and still learning. And still learning, yeah. but the, but the. Vicky Momberg is also still learning, apparently. No, she's not learning. Well, she's learning something else, uh, in, in, <laughs> in, but, uh, you know. Well, two sides of the same coin. Right. So, so if you, if you middle aged and black, you're still learning. If you young and white, you, you, an apartheid apologist. I see how this works. I just <laughs> don't get it. It's also like extremely racist towards black people. Like when will they stop learning? <laughs> yeah, when they yeah, when they sure. turn sixty, sure, they're not responsible know. for their actions. Yeah. Those those poor those poor black parliamentarians. <laughs> they you, yeah, uh, you're right, you're right. Some bigotry expectations coming from the very same people who well don't understand what that means. Obviously. All right, so 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 we know you listen to this a lot of media people. So now it's enough. They're coming after you. They're not just coming after us. As you can see, we don't give a shit, um, and. Uh, so doesn't matter, but they're coming after you and you probably do give a shit because you buy into all of this crap. So uh, best you arm up uh, because if you don't, they're going to walk all over you. Yeah. And if you want to arm up, uh, last week's podcast is very useful in that regard to, to tell you exactly how to get a gun license. <laughs> I, I, sure. And I, uh, I'm happy with the physical arming up, but I do definitely mean uh, it's time to start being intellectually honest. About these people in our society And critical of politicians For God's sake Yeah, they're not your friends They're not your fucking And they don't friends. care about you No, they don't None of them None of them care about you uh, Right, so Should we get on to our guest? Yeah, talk about the media Well, yeah Talking about the media So we've got a guest in studio today Who uh, has caused uh, a few ructions I suppose would be the word recently um, he may be very well known to a lot of you. He's a former host of one of the country's most successful breakfast shows. He is Jeremy Mansfield. Just to give you a short bio here, his, uh, his agent or his secretary sent me a, a very long bio, but I'm going to try uh, bring it down a bit. Uh, basically, Jeremy, born in Grahamstown, attended Rhodes University. <laughs> And uh, and uh, he's been in radio and television for over 25 years, consults in media and advertising. You would know him from The Rude Awakening, which he hosted for 13 years on uh, 94.7. <clears throat> um, he's been voted best radio personality multiple times, uh, is uh, very well known for his um uh, charitable work and contributions over the years, which has raised over 20 million rand for charities with which he's been involved. And... Uh, of late, uh, Jeremy uh, has been studying his master's. Jeremy, thanks so much for joining us. Pleasure. Nice to be here. Yeah, so... I, hold on, hold on, Ramon. Your mic's not... not uh, on. Sorry. Of in, course. in the week that he uh, triggers well, many, many, before, many people... Before you get to the triggering... We have to bring him on. Before you get to the triggering, I, I do want to commend you on something you responded to a Facebook post. You made a Facebook post about hunting. We want to get into that. Yeah. But um, you then responded once you'd had like a barrage of comments on, on that Facebook post. Yeah, about three and a half. Um, and you, you, 
you said something about the hunting industry, but at the end, I liked what you said. Um, uh, I say what I will, and if you don't like it, air forth. Uh, don't use my site as your forum. That's been my policy in life and always will be. Right. So hmm. I think that is somewhat refreshing because… I think that's probably your forum as well. well. Yeah. Well, these days, if you put something on Facebook and people don't like it, then the mob goes nuts, as they obviously did with your post. Hmm. We can discuss the content thereof. But they go nuts about the post. Um, there's a feeding frenzy. And then you're meant to apologize. You mean to sort of pull back and go, no, no, I didn't mean it. Um, and I'm really sorry for offending anyone and all that kind of stuff. No. <laughs> so <laughs> even okay. if you're wrong, let's, let's just get something straight, right? Between the, two, the three of us here. I, I don't apologize. That's, that's the first thing. Well, that's why we like you already, Jeremy. <laughs> even though you're wrong, you don't apologize. I like uh, that. You know, I, I say, <laughs> I, I say what I want to. There we go. And if you don't like it, that's your reaction to me. Mm. It's not my reaction to you. Yeah. I think that's called, um, adulthood. Yeah. You're, you being offended is your problem. Yeah, exactly. If, if what I say offends you, then <laughs> you must be offended because I, I'm not. I, I've just, <laughs> Stated my opinion. I've done that for years and years and years. And and if someone disagrees with that opinion, obviously the then best they way can f off. <laughs> no, it's like, it's we, simple. No. You, it's not a difficult concept. I don't know where the problem. Why comes can't we here. say fuck off anymore on this podcast? Oh, we, can't we can. No, we can say whatever can. we like. I was reading. I was. I was reading verbatim. Say it so properly. We can say. Okay. No, if you don't like what I say, fuck off, Excellent. man. Excellent. There we go. We're going <laughs> right. to clip that. Edit it, and that's yeah. going to be our, our intro for the next few years. <laughs> yeah. If you can, don't like it, fuck off. <laughs> Excellent. Um, great endorsement. So <laughs> I, I think what I wanted to ask before we can get into the comments which were on hunting, but uh, I wanted to ask why you think it's happened that we have a media space these days where we have very few people who think the way you do in that context. I think the media space in South Africa has changed radically. Um, and the traditional media, what we would call traditional media, your radio, television, print, and all the rest of them, are under severe threat and are being hammered um, because they are not able to deliver to a certain extent. And I think as a result of that, they are having to change their strategy. Um, I think that what has happened in certain cases is that they have realigned themselves correctly, absolutely correctly, with the new liberal approach that, that we need to adopt in South Africa. And I agree with that liberal approach. Um, but I think that the people who are involved in the frontline presentation of that are not people who understand the back-end business of media. And what I mean by that is that you can sit on a traditional radio show or write for a traditional newspaper or present for a traditional television station and not understand anything about the business behind it. When, when I started in the business of radio, um, I was involved in discussions with advertising agencies and clients and companies who I brought on as part of an initiative that we were starting on uh, from a, a, a charitable point of view or or on on air um, and i I was intricately involved in the business of the radio i don 't believe that 's happening anymore, and I think that the people who you are now finding and let 's limit this to radio yeah sure because sure. that 's what I understand sure. The people you're finding on radio right now don't understand the business of radio. They can do what I do on Facebook. They can turn around and say, you know what, if you don't like me, fuck off. But they don't realize that by saying to somebody on radio, if you don't like me, fuck off, it's 
the advertiser who's also going to say, well, you know what? Then fuck you. And they have to understand that. And there's been that, I think there's been a change in, in that. And, and I'm, I'm not sure that the current traditional broadcasters understand that their frontline presenters are not actually assisting in what they should be doing in the backline work. Well, there's a, quite a few factors to this. Um, one, I think a lot of people use their media presence, especially on, on legacy media platforms, to, as their own soapbox, in actual fact. It's like, this is my show for three hours, and I'm going to talk about what I'm going to talk about. Hmm. And you can call in, and then if I don't like your question, I'll just cut you off, because you're not that important to us anymore. So people, a lot of people use that as their own soapbox, and that's a bit um, – I can see why people would not like that. And second of all, I forgot the other question. Oh, well, sorry, no, second actually, of all, they're not trustworthy. Sorry. No, Roman, I yeah. would absolutely agree with you there because one of the things that I was taught um, as part of my training in, in radio uh, in the 80s uh, and something that I'm not seeing happening these days is you never, ever cut somebody off on air and then criticize them or come back at them. You allow them the opportunity to engage with you. And that I'm seeing, well, I'm hearing, is is not happening at all. So I absolutely agree with you there. Look, I think there are two sides to what you're talking about with the back end feeding the front end. I, I, I can think of a couple of hosts on sort of mainstream talk radio that would say something to the effect of, well, <clears throat> you know, we, I'm not going to play to the back end, which is, uh, for want of a better word, white monopoly capital, um, or is a certain com- money that comes from a place that I think doesn't deserve that money, or I don't agree with them the way they got to their wealth, or whatever it happens to be. Um, and so I'm not feeding that. Now, that's a very bad business decision for that particular organization. But for that person, they're going to put, put that forward. I, I, once again, I don't buy that. But, but I, I think that that would be one of the arguments. The other thing I, I want to say is that this country… Okay, before you even go there, hmm. I want to say something there. Yeah, sure. Then don't do the live read that's been paid for by the advertiser. Sure. Who is saying this is the the advertisement I want being put out on your medium? Then don't don't do that live read. Mm. Turn around and tell your management I'm not prepared to play a commercial on my radio show, which is from Old Mutual, mm. which is part of White Monopoly Capital, mm. um, and so. You can't I'm, take their money if you think exactly, that their money is terrible. I'm not, I'm not prepared to have that advert <laughs> on my on my radio yeah. show. Then have the balls to stand up and yeah. say that. Yeah. Um, instead of playing the ad and then having sure. the, the, the space. The this this implies space. intellectual consistency, though. Exactly. Um, which I, I think and, is… Which doesn't exist. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> so I think, I think it's so. far, far too absent in, in the whole conversation. The other thing I wanted to say, which… Is a concern, which is, look, you're pointing to the market. You're saying, look, you have a radio station. The front end is uh, a whole bunch of hosts with a certain amount of popularity with certain audiences. Uh, the back end is a bunch of business people who need to keep everything ticking over and uh, best case scenario, make a profit at the end of the day. Mm. Um, and if the front guys do well, then the back guys are able to say, look how well our front guys are doing and look at the audience growth and then – you make more money because advertising can be charged out at more and so on and so forth. And that's a, that's a, and then the market argument is, well, if the front guy starts doing stupid things, the advertisers will walk away and then the business will die ultimately. Okay. Um, unfortunately we have a country which is a little bit at odds with that as a market because, uh, or the free market and behaving in that fashion, because we had apartheid, uh, during which a whole bunch of companies decided not to pull out. Um, and when they did, it was sort of last minute. We had com- you know, companies pulling out in the eighties and coming back in the nineties. <laughs> they missed the bits in between. They were there, f- you know, full bore. Um, and now we have, uh, stuff that's happening on air, on radio, television, et cetera. And I don't see any of these 
people being dropped. Now you're in the background, you know a lot of media people and you're obviously involved in, in a lot of, um, sort of communication stuff. Uh, am I wrong? Are we, are they getting dropped? By advertisers because I don't I'm just not seeing the reaction and you know we see it on the show this show is a is a very um, well subscribed downloaded show uh, it it does good numbers um, it's the number one weekly podcast number one weekly podcast in the country so every so, week you know we we're doing good numbers um, and I mean we'll be beating nighttime shows for, certainly on on all the the sort of mainstream networks what I'm saying is is that the advertisers won't come near us and they've told us. We like what you're doing. We like your numbers. We like your audience. We listen to you every week. <laughs> yeah, we listen to you. But we can't but, put our name. But we, we, we're not going to put our name here because what you say is too controversial. Um, I think there are two aspects to that. Yeah. Firstly, um, being uh, – okay, let me put controversial on, yeah. on the back burner. Sure. I want to come back to that. Firstly, I think you guys are operating in a space that a lot of – Advertisers don't get yet. <laughs> and, I think that's true. And, I think and, that's true. And they, they, they're not quite sure how to deal with this demon <laughs> that is coming at them. Mm. And they don't realize that this is actually the way that the business, the future the new business is going. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm currently, uh, Doing my master's degree through the University of Cumbria, and one of one of the the aspects that I'm I'm looking at, and it, it is in in media, uh, one of the aspects I'm looking at is precisely this: how you take an environment like this and move it to the forefront of of uh, a, a business model from a business person's perspective. So instead of somebody going to a company that runs a traditional radio station, how you go to a different medium and engage with them and utilize that to sell your product. And it's a, it's a, it's a really, really interesting um, engagement that I, that, that I'm busy with because, uh, I do believe that this is, when I say this, um, the alternative way of distribution of information is becoming um, the more preferable one. Sure, but um, if if you look at if you look at first world countries, um, you you've got your people who, for example, your. Let me try and relate it. Your your biggest show in South Africa. On traditional radio is a morning show. A morning show in London is probably <laughs> one of your smallest ones because everyone is on the underground. So what they're doing is they're downloading podcasts like you guys yeah, are doing to, li to listen, and they're listening to them. So they're downloading what they want to. They're designing their entire life. They're designing what they want to hear. Mm. And they're downloading that. Now, as an advertiser, I would rather be part of that audience. Well, it's a directed audience. The, 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 than yeah. the audience that you're just throwing a, a shotgun sure. at. But, yeah. but, but you have to change the modeling around. Sorry, John, yeah. to interrupt. Because in traditional media, you look at, okay, there's about 2 million people that listen to the Jimmy Mansfield show. We want 1% of them to buy a product. And we'll pay good money to advertise on your show because 1% will buy a product just mm. based on, on the stats we have. Mm. This show, you want it's a it's a localization issue. So you know, you know this show won't be the number one show in the country. It'll be the number one show for a specific group of people within the country. Yes. The so you can have twenty you, different shows that the, are all doing very, very no, well. Ramon, the difference is you can measure what that group is. Absolutely. You can actually you target can. that group. And that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sell your own product here. No, 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 that's I'm, what I'm, I'm saying. Not, not <laughs> arguing with you at all, but, but in terms of, in terms of the, the media and, and so when you talk about dominant players like 702, like SAFM, um, as, as sort of organizations that do talk or do what we do, but they just uh, do it on volume 24 hours a day. And worse. Um, um, <laughs> so. <laughs> When when you when you talk about those organisations, I'm just wondering at which point we start seeing the advertisers start abandoning 
them because at the moment it looks to me like they've stuck with them even yeah. though you've noted the programming for example you've noted the programming uh, at 702 seems to be racist in some in some respects not all of it I've, let me not put words in your mouth no i i have alluded to the fact that i think that the um attitude at and you mentioned it 702 um has has become has become racist. And that, I believe, is as a result of the lineup that they have in place um, and the people that they, that they are employing. Um, and once again, I'll come back to the beginning of this discussion. That's my opinion. If you don't like it, <laughs> then, then lump it. <laughs> but but that, that, that is my opinion. And, and uh, if, if if i was if i was an advertiser i would not be looking at an option like safm or prime media that turns off a lot of people exactly yeah a lot of people who have the disposable income and that's important you can be an okozi fm yeah and have millions of listeners yeah they're the biggest radio station in the yeah. country but they, 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 the the disposable income of their audience is minimal yeah, very low. compared to what you can do if you have a very targeted audience, and that's what I that, that that's where I come back once again to things like this sort of medium where yeah. you go, okay, this is targeted. You know who's buying it. You know who's. Downloading it You know who you're appealing to And and guess where the listeners Or the previous listeners of 702 go They don't go to 5FM They yeah. don't go to another talk show They go to podcasts They choose their medium this I, time Yeah, I also cannot understand why um, At least that's been our feedback Yeah, I've, I cannot understand, for example Why uh, a company like Prime Media um, and a station like 702 has targeted or tried to target the audience that they are targeting at the moment when that audience was already uh, or had already been taken up by Metro and Kaya. Why move into a space where the audience already sits? Yeah, and, and, and Power and, FM and, as well. And, and Power, Power FM, FM and, is and, the talk show yeah. of the black middle class. Um, and and why, why try and move into an audience that or an audience area that that's already it, it's already captured. It, it makes no from from a business point sure. of view. It makes sure. no sense. Okay, so let's say they're not viewing it from a business point of view. Let's say they're being completely silly as business people, and certainly the people on the front end don't care about. The well, business. if they're being business as silly as business people, then they deserve to go under. Sure, and I think they will ultimately. Uh, in my opinion, it will take several years, but they will. Um, because I want to move this a little bit to, you know, we've got radio stations who have, uh, a, in some cases, quite often racist programming or programming that certain, certainly is divisive. Um, but that's reflective of our society as a whole. There's a lot of unnecessary divisiveness. Uh, the evidence shows that we're not divided as a people. So that, hmm. that's uh, yeah. I'm basing that on IRR data, which is on polling data, yeah, I think you're um, right. and it's the best data we have. And it basically says that um, across the races, between I think it's 78 percent and 81 percent of all the races think well of other race groups yes. and other people from other race groups. Yeah. So that's pretty much 20 percent of people in the country who might not, and we don't know at what scale that is. So the majority think well of each other, but the message we get constantly. From politicians, radio stations, um, social media, and certain people on social media who, who, who garner a lot of following is that we all hate each other. We are very divided and, um, you know, all white people are this, all black people are that. And the only way to assuage that is to give back the land, of course. <laughs> okay. Uh, it comes back, and I'm glad you mentioned the numbers because they actually work perfectly. Uh, it comes back to the 80-20 principle mm -hmm. <laughs> that 80% of the people actually just sit back and are quite happy to be where they are and 
in the situation they are. 20% of the people are not happy, bitter, jealous, cross, upset, want change, don't want to be part of change. And those are the 20% who are the ones who engage on mediums like your social media and your radio stations mm. and the rest of them. The rest of us are quite happy just to get on with our lives and to move on because we know that the things are actually not that cuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> we can... Well, yeah, if all we, between us at least, economically and all that, it's up to the wall. Well, we no, no, I mean, no, they're not. Between they're, us. No, they're actually not. What? I'll tell you why. Because we are one of the only countries in the world where you've got 16 million people who are on social grants that are granted by the, 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 the state that are paid for by 9 million people in the country through taxes. And the 9 million are at this stage – quite happy to continue doing that because we realize that there is an important aspect here yeah and that is that uh, other people need to be elevated in our society well and it postpones the revolution <laughs> yeah okay well now you're coming from an eff point of view okay no no you 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 uh, social grants, I think welfare is an important aspect, especially in it's South Africa. It's a vital aspect. It, it, it cuts absolute poverty. I fully agree with you there. But to assume that it is the best use of tax money is, is – I'm not saying it's the no, best I'm not use. saying you did. I'm not saying you did. <laughs> but um, I don't think people – the, the problem we face is that we have a – a state, and I think I think the what you call it, the morale of taxpayers is dipping much quicker than perhaps you would suspect. Oh, absolutely, I'd agree with you. And we, we don't, I don't pay taxes so that people can go on social welfare. It's it's I like pay taxes because I will go to jail if I don't. It's the right. It's the reverse of compound interest. Compound interest goes up at a trajectory, and it also goes down at a trajectory. And what is happening is that we are in a situation where you have. Um, a, a fair amount of the population who are doing the right thing for a lot of the other members of the population, which I believe is right. Yeah. But yeah. having said that, I come from a rural background. Come from a little town called Grahamstown. And. Bloody Rhodes University. <laughs> What's wrong with Rose University? <laughs> All the worst people go there. Well, in, in the modern media, there. Okay, is. fine. Right. I went. I went there into journalism. Be, before your time. Modern. Before your time. Uh, you're right. fine. Yeah, come from a rural community, and one one of the things that I think you you learn when you come from a community like that is that when you have a car, you can take the car and you can milk ten liters uh, of milk from it in the morning. And then it needs to go out to pasture. And then in the evening, you milk another eight liters from it. So you get 18 liters in the day. Um, you don't take that cow and milk it constantly for the entire day to try and get 164 liters and eventually end up killing the cow mm. because… Dehydrated the cow. <laughs> then nothing's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, that's the point I'm trying to make is that we, we, we have a situation where… I do believe it's right, it is absolutely right, that we do give back to communities and people who are not advantaged in our country. But there is a, there is a limit at which well, the, the, the Ponzi we, scheme we is falling apart, that. Jeremy. No, I mean, if you, you can, sorry, Jonathan, yeah. last point. I mean, you can, you can, you can bribe the poor as much as you want, which is what welfare is. Let's just be honest. But if you do nothing about the actual reasons for that poverty, it's a fuck up in the long term, and we can see it now. The healthcare yeah. systems fucked, petrol prices up, tax revenues way down, the GDP's down. The Ponzi scheme is falling apart. This is. Yeah. Okay. So I don't expect the response. I'm just going to say yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, but you talk about social welfare. You are 
sort of making a foray into politics, uh, which we can get into. And, you know, we, you know, when people say like social welfare is, is a need, you know, it's something that, that that's needed and, 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 and it's what we need to do to uplift people. Um, I think, sure, it is what you need to do, but it's kind of like having a hole in your exhaust pipe and using, um, uh, you know, some sort of uh, um, duct tape to uh, fix the hole instead of getting a new exhaust or welding the hole closed. So the, it's the worst way to help the poorest people in your society. And I would like to get people to try start changing their views on the the ways we can better use Tax money included. So if you took all the social welfare money and you maybe threw it at a whole bunch of businesses which guaranteed to employ X number of thousands of people, well, they couldn't necessarily guarantee it. But assuming their business plans guaranteed that that might be a better spend of your money um, than, than giving uh, people 300 rand a month for their children, which actually doesn't do anything. You're presuming that the state mm. – can do no no i'm not presuming anything about okay. the state <laughs> i'm not presuming look my current position on the state is uh which hasn't changed much but is that uh, ramon wants the state to disappear so he's an anarchist um, he doesn't want it at all but he does accept that there's a reality of a, of a state correct at the moment well, well of course it exists yeah uh, otherwise okay. go to jail I, if I, I, didn't I would taxes. just like i would just like our state to t- Take the money they're currently taking. I don't enjoy that that aspect of it, but I understand they're going to do it. Otherwise, they're going to throw me in prison. Um, and then I don't want them to have anything to do with the money beyond that. I just want them to give the money to people to do stuff with because they are clearly terrible at, 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 at using that money in when, any way. When I hear you say that, it's like you're describing the color of your unicorn. No, I'm not describing – Complete fairy tale. Um, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. A voucher system is that. Okay, right. Let's – Let's let's revisit this particular thing about the state doing stuff. In the last 10 years, and these are facts that can be researched and uh, provided, um, let's take one state-owned enterprise. Let's take ESCOM. Okay. Over the last 10 years, ESCOM has employed 50% more people to generate 3% more electricity at five times the cost to its That's progress, Jeremy. What's people. wrong with that? 3% more generational power. What's wrong with you? And tens of thousands of people employed, yeah. Jeremy. And tens of thousands of jobs. Okay. If you want that to carry on, <laughs> what are you trying then to you say? know what? Carry on paying your taxes and let's see what happens. <laughs> it, we are in a situation where uh, – Nothing is being managed, and let's go back to radio hmm. from a business point of view. Sure, which is exactly what I want done. Being managed. So the health system, you take okay, the health no, system. So let's no wait, hang on. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's go back to. <laughs> the, convers- don't invite a radio it's, man on a it's podcast. It's a conversation, right? Jonathan. Yeah. No, this is not a conversation. <laughs> this is me interviewing you guys. You're so popular. Okay, today. Yeah. This is going back to. The, 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 the grants. Um, the social economy is vital to this country. It, it is. You cannot expect um, an 84-year-old Gogo who lives in Lusikisiki who has never, ever been given anything by government since she was born to get up and start a business and make a living. You can't expect that. She needs that social grant. It's vital. It's vital to the, I don't know if it's the 16 million people, but it's vital to a lot of people in this country. Mm-hmm. So we can't discount that at all. Um, and um, I think it would be, it would be okay, but dangerous can, to do can that. I, can I interrupt but you? But having said that, yeah. no, you can't interrupt Okay. Me. I said I'm interviewing you. <laughs> okay. But having said that, it is important to turn around to the 21-year-old who is in Kurleni to say, you know what, get off your ass and start looking for work and start doing something for yourself because you cannot live for the rest of your life on a government grant. Sure, I agree with that. But I'm, I'm, what I'm getting to is I understand the 84-year-old woman who at this point, there aren't many other options. 
she's either going to get given money by the state or her family if she has or her church she's, she's or her or charities communities are very charitable. sure she's got to get some money from somewhere i get it she's not going to go go start a business um i'm talking about the child born today who in 84 years time mustn't be that grandmother and the problem is is that the current system that we have ensures that a child born today will in 84 years time be that 84 year old grandmother dependent on that social grant and what i'm talking about is changing the systems so that you you'll never eradicate that group of people completely but so that that group of people is so infinitesimally small so as to be unimportant and and let me just tell you the the the, the most um the, the wealthiest country in the world the united states um th- this past week they did some calculations, their, their congressional calculation sort of uh, office uh, released some statistics saying that basically they're going, their Medicare system, which doesn't even cover all Americans, but Barack Obama wanted it to, is going to go bankrupt by 2026. They currently, they currently, and so let me just finish the point, by 2026, and their sort of social welfare system, which uh, gives people pensions and so on and so forth, will be bankrupt by 2032, I think it was. And that system currently makes up 53% of the entire American budget. We, there has to be a change, even in a capitalist country like that, which tries to do socialistic things. There has to be a change in the way things are done. And in South Africa, we are completely on the road. We're not even half on the American path where they have a relatively open economy, where there's unemployment at 3.8%. We have to change the way we do things to make sure children born today don't become their grandmother. Mm. I agree with you. Absolutely. So, but the what difference, is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Three letters. A and C. Um, <laughs> you have. It's true though. You, 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 you have uh, a government that is bleeding money out of the system sure. at a rate that is unsustainable. Um, you have a government who are not creating growth in any way. Other than to provide jobs through state-owned enterprises. Which is not a way to Which is not jobs. the way forward. Um, understanding that uh, – let's go back to the numbers. About 16 million people on government grants and 36% of the population employed by the government. You've got those voters guaranteed sure. as part of your vote. So you've already tied up 52% of the population. Um so why change anything? Because that's going to keep you in power, and that's going to keep paying your salary. That's going to keep paying the benefits and and all the rest of it. So th- that is where the, the 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 shift in mindset needs to come in, where people need to start saying, "Okay, you know what? It's time for um, us to look at what has happened in Africa." And apply all of those principles. Very few, if any, of the liberation parties that have liberated their countries in Africa have translated themselves into successful parties that can govern the country. The ANC has shown in the last 25 years that it is incapable of governing a country properly. So it's time to change. It's time to move on and time to vote them out. It's that simple. So, I mean, yeah, we agree with you. I don't think salvation is in politics, but unfortunately in this case it might be because people still vote. Um, but <laughs> So you're going to politics, Jim. Well, you've been invited to go into politics mm. by the DA. We've been very harsh on the DA uh, recently. We think your leader is a bit weak. But nevertheless, they are the best alternatives. We won't deny that. Um, so first of all, from your side... Why politics? And if you do happen to go with it, uh, what do you hope to to achieve within that that system? I'll come back to media once again. Um, everything I did on air when I was in radio, uh, I attempted in some way to link to a charity. Um, I think, and I stand open to correction here, but I think that uh, in radio, I probably um, 
contributed more money to charity than any other radio presenter in this country has done and continue to do that because some of the projects that I started are still running um, and are still up and running and are still very successful. So my look at going into politics is to try and make a change. It's that simple. Um, hopefully I will be able to. If if I go through the selection, I've, this is just now I've done the documentation. Yeah. I've still got to go through the whole selection process <laughs> and all the rest of it. I may be rejected. Yeah. Um, I mean, you will if the, if you, if uh, if they ask you uh, if they say that they're offended and you tell them to fuck off. I think that you won't be invited again, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but then you know what? If I tell them to fuck off, then that's their problem. Once again, not mine. Um, <laughs> so, I would love to do that. Though. <laughs> Look, I think you would be. I think you would be a good voice in the DA just just for that, yeah. just for telling basically what has become a whole bunch of snowflakes uh, that you don't have to agree with them. They don't have to agree with you. That's okay, and we can still do stuff. Um, it's like a relationship. Yeah, but, but, but you understand the space we're now living, the world we're living in, where, uh, you, you know, we don't, you can't have beauty contests anymore because that's judging women on their beauty. Um, no shit, but, but you but can't have is, them. Um, yeah, but it is, but, but you can't <laughs> have them. Uh, you can't, uh. No, they're just changing them. Doesn't mean you can't have them. Maybe someone else will come up. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, when I last watched Miss America or whatever the fuck it's called, like 20 years ago, even then I thought it was shit. Yeah. Of course they have to change it because the numbers are down. Yeah, but 20 years ago, they had costumes. And Donald now Trump was running it when it was successful. <laughs> now look at it. Of course, Ramon. Of course. The point I'm making is, is uh, it's a, it's a silly, silly side point, but, but when it gets more serious, for example, within the DA, they start talking about, uh, you know, they start, they, the white privilege argument came up recently, and that argument very quickly goes on to things like, you know, white people must sit down and shut up and, and, and because they've had the sort of space for long enough. So keep quiet, but when it's time to vote, just vote for the DA, please. So, so, you know, there, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. And I, that's why I say I think you would be good for the DA because I think you present the side which is, uh, doesn't care what people think, which is the politically incorrect side in 2018. Am I, is that, a, is that an unfair assessment? I've never been politically correct in my life. And yeah. I don't intend changing anything, uh, from my side. Um, and if anyone doesn't like that, then that's their problem. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to change yeah, you, the you essentials of myself to fit anybody else. <laughs> if, if they don't like it, then. That's okay. Lump it. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine by me. Yeah. It's going to be no skin off my nose. If the DA turned around tomorrow and said, Jeremy Mansfield, thank you very much for your uh, uh, application, but we don't want you as part of our party, I'd go, Mussy, thanks, bud. Let's go out and have a cup of coffee at some stage and uh, we'll, 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 we'll carry on our relationship um, that way. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not going to turn around mm. and change the essentials of Jeremy Mansfield, which, which are that I am a caring, giving person and I work within, I have worked within communities and will, would like to continue working within communities and making a change in this country in whatever way. Yeah, I just don't know if politics is the best way to do it. But I mean, it's it may not be. A, it's worth Ramon, attempting. Yeah, Jamie, I'm not give, fighting. Give it's it, worth attempting. Give it, give it four years. That's all I'm doing. I'm taking four years out of my life and I'm saying, if they're, they're the four years, let me see what I can do. If it doesn't work, then you know what? It doesn't work. But hell, uh, it worked for 25 in media. It worked frigging well <laughs> for 25 years in media for a lot of shareholders, business people, and charities. Okay, let's get into real controversy. So uh, this, this, this past uh, no, week, this is, this is my, this is this my past field. week, you upset the hunters. Yeah, um, I don't know there were so many. Cause, I mean, I'm a hunter, but I don't like go and 
Oops, you, about hunting. Right. So you, you made a Facebook post. Your Facebook posts are always quite interesting. So mm. carry on with those. Um, you made a Facebook post which essentially said, Ramon? Hunter, hunting leads to the murdering of people. No, I didn't say that. Okay. Wait. <laughs> you see, that's where, he, he, that's where you as a hunter and the other hunters all got it wrong. And if you look at the I'm posts that you. came I'm back. Yeah. No, no. He, he, you posted a picture of a guy who had shot two jackals, He'd I think. Killed, he had killed two jackals um, and he ended up killing two other. Allegedly. What do you mean allegedly? He's being arrested. He hasn't been prosecuted. Oh, for the murder! Oh no, he killed the two jackals. Oh, the jackals, yeah, but not yeah. the two girls. Yeah, so don't say Yet. allegedly. He I killed you were the, about two the two jackals. Okay, yeah, but jackals are pests. <laughs> it's, like shooting, it's like shooting a rat. Okay, excuse me. Jeremy is about to kill, kill okay. Robbie. Okay. So I'm going to climb over this thing and cl- <laughs> give you a galloping fuck slap right now. What? Uh, for a jackal or jack- two? Jackals are probably some of the most beautiful animals around. They stink, though. Okay, but but hold on, Jeremy. Okay, forget, right. forget, 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 forget. Okay, let's let's forget. forget. Let's cut Ramon out of this conversation. Well, this is my podcast. You can't do that. If I, can't no, do I don't that want to cut me. you out. But 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 instead of trolling, what I want to get to is the crux of what you were saying. What what I was saying is that it it is a proven fact, um, that every serial killer who has been convicted in the United States. Started off by abusing animals. Okay. That's a proven fact. Sure, but. Fact one. Yeah, okay. okay. Right. But it's not, no, it doesn't work up. in reverse. Hang on. Yeah. Well, okay. it's a major factor, uh, maybe not proven. Hang on, both of you. Without. Okay, shut we'll, the let, fuck we'll up. let you finish. We'll let you finish. Okay. Right. Second thing is I see hunting of an innocent animal when you go in with a high powered rifle. Into a situation where the animal has no protection whatsoever as abuse of that animal. So, therefore, you're an animal abuser. And I then work the whole thing through and go, fine. There's a chance that there's a chance. I didn't say you are. I said there's a chance that you could then become somebody who could be a danger to a human being. Okay. Right. I, I just like the fact that you used the word innocent animals. So inferring must shoot the guilty ones. They're not guilty of what though, but <laughs> innocent is a, no, no, no. It's an important weasel word with respect, Jeremy, with respect. And the word innocent means the animal is harmless or, or it d- is. D- well, not really, not Jack okay. specifically, uh, uh, but secondly, yeah. you know what? Secondly, it's not the animals that are causing the problem on this planet. It's the humans. Oh, we disagree oh, on that. But we don't, we, got, we don't have too much time t- to get t- into t- that. Tell t- 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 to, to uh, if, um, farmers who live with, with pests the, uh, on their no, farm. No, 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 no. Or with hang locusts. On. No, hang on. And jackals Whoa. that eat, uh, that no. eat young, young sheep and young calves. Ramon, keep quiet. <laughs> and hold on. Oh, no. <laughs> Just listen to what I said. Sure. It's not the animals on this planet that are causing the problems. It's the humans. We are overpopulating this planet. We are the ones who are causing the problems to this planet. Do you think the animals are turning away and throwing out tons and tons of plastic every 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 month that is clogging up our oceans? It's not them. But it's ma- us. But that's our purpose in life, Jeremy. What? George you never seen George Carlin. Our purpose in life for humanity is to produce plastic. Because the earth can't do it by itself. <laughs> okay. Stop. Ramon, stop trying. I want to get yes. to an actual point exactly. here. The point, <laughs> yeah. the point. So just for me on, on the point you made. Yeah. So look, correlation isn't causation. So, no, so not. if you abuse an animal and hunting is an abuse and I'll, I'll, we'll get to that now. So the first point, correlation isn't causation. So if you abuse an animal, you won't necessarily become a serial killer. No, and I didn't I, say I, that. I, I didn't indicate. Sure. That. Sure. But I, I, I think we need to connect the dots on mm. what you said, what other people thought, interpreted. It's it's the same thing as the 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 beginning of this conversation. Yes. Um, reality um, is not also racism. Yeah. No, I got so, you. I so, got you. So, so but let's let's not. So, let's not so you would agree links. there are literally probably tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions, of hunters in the world, and of the the numbers that that then harm humans, the percentages must be ridiculously small. Absolutely. I do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's that's the one side no. which I think were, were you 
is fine. You still get to keep your point, but people who are against yeah. will be happy with that as, okay, you're not saying that hunters become killers of humans no, but I'm, or I'm serial just, killers. I was making the causal link yeah. between – so I, I'm not what sure that I'm not sure the causal link is there. I, I think the the, okay, the, the psychiatric side of things says that what happens is is you have um, sociopaths because psychopaths isn't really a thing anymore. But you you have sociopaths and and what they do is they 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 start off with usually insects actually uh, like they burn ants and and put uh, salt on slugs and whatever. Um, don't worry if you did that you're not you're not a serial killer. But they do that and then they slowly graduate and they don't go straight to Why does humans. Why always apologize for everything? I don't know. Yeah. He's a fucking snowflake, you know. <laughs> he doesn't even realize it. I just let him apologize. You, you, you go, you go. They go to, they go to animals next because hmm. a human is uh, kind of too big. It's like a, it's like a, a an animal, an animal of prey. First, going for smaller creatures and then slowly building up. They don't uh, go for the big ones. I think. Yeah, Jonathan, you've been sucked in to Jeremy's trolling. Jamie doesn't give a fuck about hunting. No, he does. Or he doesn't give a fuck about hunting. No, no, he does. Really? Oh, no, you know, he, he, he's very big. But I need to ask you something because you – here's the thing. You care deeply about animals. You, you clearly care deeply about the environment. I completely disagree with you about the environment. I think humans are a net positive on the earth. But th- that's a longer humans discussion. Humans are a net positive Absu- on the earth. Absolutely. But here, here's a – Oh, my here, holy – let me, let me <laughs> Can take we come and get, get me, back to the conversation with Ramon? Can I take it as a microcosm because you've, <laughs> yes, you've got to go in two I'm, minutes. You're right. I've got to but, go. <laughs> but but the, the the what I wanted to say is so you you care deeply for animals. I assume you've been involved in some conservation projects. Uh, I don't know at what level, but I, I, I would imagine through your charitable endeavours. And so um, there's good evidence, for example, to show that um, that funding through hunting can lead to conservation. It doesn't always have to flow that way, but it can. And it, it does. It mostly does. Ninety um, percent. So, of so for example, there are buck uh, that are currently come, come on, Ramon. Get there are, real. There are buck. Uh, Jeremy, <laughs> look at the stats. <laughs> they shoot one rhino in Namibia. The rhino killed two other male rhinos during the rut season. An American came over, paid a quarter of a million dollars to shoot this rhino that was dangerous to the community and other rhinos. The meat was given to the local community, and the money was used to train park rangers to prevent poaching. That is a fact. I mean, come so, on. So what I'm asking is, is can you see that, that perhaps there's an, there's an arm of hunting which isn't necessarily uh, – it will always be cruel in your eyes. I get that. I'm not going to probably change that. Okay. I, let, let, let me lay a few things on the table. Sure. Quickly. Yeah. Right. I'm an honorary uh, member of the National uh, Association of Species in South Africa. Yeah. I um, – we 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 have a um, uh, donkey sanctuary in the Western Cape that we contribute to. We work with the Cartos Foundation in uh, Cape Town as well. Um, I am involved through a partner of mine with a development in 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 the bush. Um, I do not agree with hunting in any form whatsoever. And, and that's simple. Okay. I, I, I'm just going to make that. Yeah, sure. And that's fine. So, so, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But as long, with, with respect, as long as it's an informed yeah, opinion is, to some it, degree. It, it, to, Here's the from, thing. If, from if, my if, side, if you don't agree informed. with shooting animals, you're never going to agree with shooting animals, right? No. Um, but I, I think it's a bit of a leap then to, um, you know, accuse an entire group of people of necessarily abuse, for example. I've told you exactly yeah, how but I got to there. Yeah, no, I, I got you. Yeah. But I, I, okay, I disagree with that. It's abuse to, mm, to shoot an animal. Okay, cool. cool. Jeremy, you, do you Jeremy, have to go? Can't you postpone your appointment? <laughs> we, we're just getting started. No, I actually need to have a week. <laughs> oh, as well. <laughs> previous guests welcome as well. to there. But you do, need to, you do need to leave, eh? We, do, we yeah. did unfortunately start a bit late in studio, yeah. so... We'd love to have you back, Just though, as we were getting feisty. Because this is a... You want to get feisty? <laughs> Let me go for a wee. Find my appointment, cancel it, and we'll come back and get feisty. I'm, all, I'm game. Well, I'm game if you can, if you can if, push it. Oh, you're game. If right. You so to. let me hit you. Let me shoot both of you. Oh, you, have, you, have, you have to catch me first. I right. Run, I run fast. Shall we call it? Unfortunately, uh, Jeremy's got to go. Thank you very, very much for coming in. Pleasure, guys. Lovely to see you. Good luck with everything you're doing. Well, <laughs> 
well, or no, might be doing. Don't, don't know what that is, but <laughs> what the hell. All right. And, uh, yeah, look, I mean, from our side, keep triggering people. It doesn't really, uh, you know, even if we disagree, that's cool. And from our side, invite me back whenever you want to. But I like the fact that you, you, like, you don't give a shit if you're wrong or right. Like, you have an intuition. And I appreciate that a lot, Jeremy. Don't get me wrong. I like fighting with people on air. So thank you for coming. It was an absolute pleasure. And you have to come back. You really have to. Thank you. All right. You can follow Jeremy on Facebook. I think that's your favorite platform. Uh, he's got a, a, a page there. Not your favorite. <laughs> Not after this week. <laughs> I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> All right. And obviously, you can always find us on Twitter at Renegade underscore report. Uh, on Facebook uh, at uh, Renegade Report Group, which is where we have the discussions and the page. Like us. Tell your friends about us. We are the uh, most downloaded weekly podcast in the country. There's good reason for that. And thank you for listening. Cheers. This is cliffcentral.com.